whose podcast is this? It is I, the podcast man. So what's your favorite podcast? Bardic Mystery Tour, the best podcast of the bunch. Do you own all podcasts? Yes. Can I buy one? Yeah. How much? Free. <laughs> I think you're the one that's no. to set the price. I'll sell you one for 24 cents. No, 24 dollars. CPM. Cost per mil. That means a thousand. I get a thousand 24 minutes. 24 dollars. You pay me for a million for every podcasts. thousand downloads or plays. One million podcasts. That would be $24,000 you'd pay me. Seems like a bad deal. Don't take it. I can sell you a smaller podcast like the Joe Rogan Experience. Is it small? Technically, one of the largest in history. Does it fit in a bread box? I guess so if you have a Zune. Do Zunes still exist? I still have mine. I, ha- I don't know if it works, but I still have it. Zunes are cool. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band who solves mysteries while they're on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. I'm Emily, and I'm playing Allure Bard, who's the bass player in the band Dorm Lancer. He's pretty down-to-earth, nearly 8 feet tall, and loves playing hacky sack. Hi, I'm Brayton. I'll be playing Staff. Staff is a changeling College of the Road Bard guitar player for the band Dream Lancer. His band members don't know yet. Staff parades around as Roger Stewart, but occasionally steps into other personas to get the job done. Nora here, playing Soft Wind in the Trees, a.k.a. Windy, a tabaxi lore bard. Windy's not a big fan of caves or mountains, and she's really hoping that she stops getting covered in water, goo, and slime. She loves being on the road and collecting stories that she can eventually tell to her snowy mountain clan. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour. The gang completed a temple that may have revealed a few dark secrets being hidden by members of Dream Lancer. They found a destroyed temple where they found the unresponsive bodies of Johnny Necrotic and Utan Farseer. They also discovered a display that appeared to be missing some sort of powerful magical artifact. We join them as they set out to find the old man of the mountain in hopes that he has answers to some of their questions. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. Alright, I look for a path. Okay. I also look for a path. I look for a a different path. Fourteen. Eight. Ten. While you're looking for another path, time passes and the sun starts to get low in the sky. Roland's like, hey, maybe we should eat that fish. You guys hungry? Uh, Yeah. I thought you said we weren't supposed to eat the... I can't talk. Never mind. Not the golden salmon. Is there water nearby? I listen. Roll a perception check. Six. You don't hear any water. Roland's like, all right. And he whips out some, like, fire supplies. And he's like, I'm running low on fire supplies because there's no trees up on the mountains. But I probably have enough for two more campfires or something. Cool. But he uh, whips up a fire, cooks up this enormous fish. You guys want to set camp up? I get my hammock out and I nod. Seven. 
conscious people and two unconscious people. Yeah, and Lars. Yeah. This is like the freaking Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. How many people were in that? 16. Nine. Yeah. This is like the Fellowship of the Ring. Maybe we set up camp for the night? Lars is the ring. Oh, no. The necklace is the ring. Oh, yeah. It is stealing her. So, Wendy is Frodo. Yeah. Hello, Frodo Baggins. Are you allowed to say Frodo on podcast or do you get sued? I think you're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Take your laws and shove them. Yeah, we're doing our podcast straight from the middle of the ocean where your laws don't apply. International waters, baby. Every time we go on a cruise, no, every time we record, we go on a cruise and we only record in international waters. That's why we know so much about boat names. Yeah, like Starport. Like cruising for a bruising. So anyway, everyone gets a little bit of fish. It's like enough to make you not as starving anymore. Is it good? It's fine. Ronald's Average. Like, Ronald's not a great cook. He's okay. Can I make the fish a little bit better? I'm a really good cook, but I need to just do it vicariously through Roland. Like if I'm like, oh, hey, it looks like maybe time to turn that. You just like drop hints over his shoulder. You're like backseat cooking. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I guess he should. You aid him, right? No, he burns it. Son of a bitch. See, it was fine before, and then you tried to help, and he got mad, and got distracted, burnt it. I lay down in my hammock and start strumming my ukulele. What did you put your hammock on? I didn't bring a tent, so I'm pretty screwed. I try to find two rocks that I can hang it between. All right, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a night. Then I cast Lehman's tiny hut, and I get inside alone. Oh, you guys want to come in here? <laughs> uh, Knuckles is like it's a little early to call it a night. Probably got like hours of daylight. You sounded like you it, was said it was night time. Whenever the sun starts to get low, how many more hours of sun do you have? Okay, I don't cast Lehman's tiny hut. And instead, I say, cool, now that we've eaten, let's go find the next place. All right. But I feel like there might be a DM's contrivance to stay here until nighttime, and then this temple will come back. Because it's day's future or something. I offer a few more of those cookies. Oh. Aren't they, like, real old now? Thanks, Kevin. And then I reach in... (laughs) And I touch them so they move, but I don't take one. And I use sleight of hand to make it look like I did take one. That's fine. And I, sh- I like, go around and make sure everyone can have one if they want. 25. I'm sure you passed. Kahana says thank you in some weird voice you never heard. Yes. And then Knuckles is like, these cookies are actually really good. Yeah, yeah, they are. And Golrock is like, uh, human food's gross. Um, I hesitate to point this out, but this is a fear bulb, not a human. She gestures. Yeah, but humans invented cookies. These are cakes. Oh, all right, I'll eat one. Yeah, these are pretty good. Wait a second. I've been working under the assumption that they're bad because, oh, what's their face said they were bad? Nalaren? Nalaren said they were bad. No, they are bad. Oh, okay. Kana only said thank you. She didn't say it was good. And only Galrock and Knuckles say they're good. This proves that either we have superior taste buds or... Goblin folk are very polite. Or the taste of cookie that you prefer is determined by how much facial hair you have. Could be, could be. Kana has zero facial hair because she doesn't have hair. She has facial feathers. You wander a little bit more and you run into this very strange looking glass structure. No one throw rocks. It looks kind of like a walled gazebo made of glass. But since it's glass, you can see through it. 
You can see one of those pillars with a button on the top. We gotta get in there. Are you sure, man? Yeah. Is there a way in to the building? Like a door? Yeah, there's just like an opening. If we have to destroy all these temples, we could just throw the rocks. It's true. It's true. I go in the door. I okay. also go in the door. I bring Lars. Roland goes with you. But Knuckles and Con are like, we're probably just going to try to take care of Giant Necrotic. Golrock is like, I don't want them to slay Uton while you guys are gone. Because I don't trust actually any of you. Yeah, you should watch out for that. I look sadly at him. Roll a perception check. Seven. Six. Eight. And nothing is weird. All right. We keep on going in. I continue forward silently. You guys stand on the circle and push the button. Fuck yeah. A blue light comes down from the ceiling that is made of glass, but it only starts at the ceiling and it envelops you. And the elevator that you're on begins to descend. As it descends, slowly the walls fade from looking like walls to looking like you're actually standing on a platform in the middle of the sky, and the platform is lowering down to this strange, barren space in the night sky that has these large, pointy, jagged rocks, and there's lightning flashing across the sky, even though there's no clouds. When the elevator lands at the bottom, you see a goblin with two heads laying on the ground, charred. I check him for a pulse. No pulse. You hear sizzling around you. Is there a plaque? No. It was outside. You missed it. That's what the perception Are check was. Are you fucking kidding me? I can't speak with dead. I've got five questions for you. Trying to see what you went through. Five chances to get to know the real you. I've got a miss to an end. Casting spells to speak with. Yeah, is he still smoking? Yeah, he's charred. You grant the semblance of life and intelligence to a corpse of your choice within range, allowing it to answer the questions you pose. The corpse must still have a mouth and can't be undead. The spell fails if the corpse was the target of this spell within the last ten days. Until the spell ends, you can ask the corpse up to five questions. The corpse knows only what it knew in life, including the languages it knew. Answers are usually brief, cryptic, or repetitive, and the corpse is under no compulsion to offer a truthful answer if you are hostile to it or it recognizes you as an enemy. The spell doesn't return the creature's soul to its body, only its animating spirit. Thus, the corpse can't learn new information, doesn't comprehend anything that has happened since it died, and can't speculate about future events. Well, that's how science works. Remember, guys, the soul remembers things. The spirit communicates. Animating spirit. We have a lot of spirits. Like alcohol? Yes. Yeah. I say, Master Corpse, answer me these five questions. The mount. Well, are you talking to, so you're talking to the left or the right head because it's important. Which one came animated? Oh, sure. The left one. Okay. The left one I would talk to then. It coughs up a big cloud of charred smoke. Ash spits all over the ground and it says, What? What happened here? The trial. The trial is difficult. What happened in the trial? There's a living spell. A lightning bolt. With a life of its own. Do you know its weakness? Not lightning, I'll tell you that. Oh, what's the name of this temple? It clearly says 
in the glass etched outside Temple of the Shattered Sky. Um, Good old fallback asking what his favorite color is. What's your favorite color? Definitely green. Ask him if he has, has anything he wants to say to his buddies. That was fine. Green, like lime green or like forest green or like a Kelly green? No, it doesn't answer. Its head slumps back down. A pound on the ground next to it. And I go, no, we'll never know. Does he have anything on him that's like a thing we could take back to his buddies? I also hit Raj and then I gesture towards the other head and like make a questioning shrug with my shoulders. Yeah, I don't know why he has two heads. No, man. Can you ask the other one? Yeah, if I want to spend all my spell slots on it. You hear sizzling all around you. Oh, he! you guys heard about the living spell, the lightning. No. Was he talking in Goblin? Did we understand he was anything? He talking in Goblin. Tell- oh, there's a living spell up ahead. That's how I got charred up to death. What is that? Do you know? It's a lightning spell of some kind, and uh, I'm afraid we might all die. Now roll initiative. 21. 10. 2. How did you roll two? I rolled a one, and I added one to that. It wasn't good, but at least it wasn't on my attack. You see, from the corner of your eye, moving with blinding speed, what looks like someone casting the spell Lightning Bolt, but it shoots around, and whereas normally Lightning Bolt goes in a straight line, you know, because you're very keen on magic. Yeah. It twists around, and it seems to almost have a head and be a flying serpent of some kind, but definitely formed out of lightning. And it doesn't really have eyes, but it looks like it's staring straight at you like it's going to strike. All right, I pull my guitar from my back, and I hold it out in front of me, and I say, Lightning Man... You are compelled to live in my guitar for the rest of eternity. Does it work? I don't think that would work. It doesn't. Can I also (laughs) just shoot it with an arrow? Yeah. Armor class. 23, probably. It hits it. Five damage. Piercing. Does it seem to affect it? It's really difficult to say... Roll me an arcana. Roll me an arcana. 11. Can we also roll arcanas? Yeah, roll arcanas. 23. 10. All right. So the two of you think it looks affected, maybe like reeled a little bit, but you're not really 100% sure because it's a little bit weird. Uh, The fear bulb thinks that based on how it reacted, that it probably wasn't as strong of an attack as normally an arrow would be, but that it definitely affected it and hurt it. And then I move away from the group. Because I think the lightning will strike us all if we stand together. All right, let's say it's looking straight at you. You move to your left or your right or your back or your forward. If it's like if it's looking at me, fifteen and, feet away from you right now, and I'm looking at it, yeah. then I move to my left. Okay, thirty-five feet. Well, this is all jagged rocks, so it's all difficult. As terrain. much as I can do, twenty feet, forty goblin feet. All right. Does it also seem wise? I got a twenty-three on my arcana on this thing. It does not seem super wise. It seems generally animalistic. I think Wendy's next. How far away is it from me? 15 feet. I want to get up close and personal and stab it with my rapier and then move away afterward. Can I do that? Yeah. Wait. Do you have a thing that makes it so you can move and attack and move? No. You can move up to it and then attack it. I want to do that. Okay. But you can always do that. 
in fifth edition. Oh, you can spend your move all you want. Yeah. However, we're in difficult terrain, so your move speed's only half a thirty, right? It's fifteen. But I can also I also have the ability to double it in combat. Feline agility. Does it until you what? Until you don't move for again? one turn, yeah. Oh. Until I don't move and then I get it back. Okay. So I got a eighteen. That's a hit. Oh, I'm sorry, I got a twenty one. Mm, that's still it. You hit lightning with a fucking sword? Yep. I hope it has a wooden handle. Nine damage. And then I move away 15 feet. I think that makes sense because my move speed is 30 and I doubled it. So it's 60 and it's rough terrain. So it's 30. So I move 15 up and then I move 15 to the right. Okay. But you might get an opportunity attack against you. All right. It flies over to the other side of Roger. And it fires out a lightning bolt that's going to hit Roger, the Fearbolg, and Windy. Whoa! Wait, where did Windy go to? She went to the right. You went to the left. She went to the right. Fearbolg's in the middle. That's a straight line. It's like a triangle! No, he was, like, here. Like, this is where the monster was. And then Raj moved here. I moved here. And there's still All right. Here. It's going to go over... Right next to Roger, and it's going to fire lightning bolts. It's going to hit Roger, the Fearbolg, and Roland. Okay. Everyone roll dexterity save. 20. Uh, 12. Win- Windy, you don't need one. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I got a 20, though, man. Holy fuck! 35 damage. Fearbolg takes half. Really? I got a 20. Yeah. So you take half. What's half of 35? Four. Okay. Get the... 17. 35? For real? Yeah, 35. Are you conscious? Yeah, I'm conscious. I'm not a baby. All right. Roland runs over to it, past Roger, next to the lightning bolt. Uh, Fearbolg. Is it within 60 feet of me? Yes. Okay, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on it. I whisper straight into your mind. You whisper a discordant melody, just like these cicadas, that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. The creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground, such as a fire or a pit. On a successful save, the target takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. A deafened creature automatically succeeds on the save. Okay, what's the saving throw? Wisdom. 15. What's your damage? Whoa, how many are you using? Five. Why? I cast it at a level three so that I could add more damage. What? 20 damage. That ain't bad. And it moves 25 feet away from the fear bowl, which is... Directly away from Roger, who it's directly next to. And if Roger happens to have a melee weapon drawn, he's allowed to make an opportunity attack like Roland is doing right now. Um, Roland missed. Does Roger have a melee weapon? No, I used a bow last time because I thought if I hit it with a metal sword, I'd get zip-zab shocked. Okay. Also, I would like to move farther away from the party. Which direction? Back and to the right. As I understand the room, it's a circle. You're in this weird open craggy spiked rock terrain area under the night sky with lightning flashing across it. Okay. So you are currently almost completely in a line that is 
Yeah, I don't want to be in a line. Right. I just want to move far away from the line. So you want to go laterally. Yes. From the lightning. Yes. Do you want to move? If you're facing the lightning, do you want to move to your right or your left? I move to my left to make it less liney and more triangly. A less acute triangle. Okay. Don't Roger. be so obtuse. I, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself using the tricks of the trade I learned from the old paladin on the road. I'm going to cast it as a second level spell. If you've been hit, point me to the painful bit. By the power of this spell, I'll cure your wounds and make So uh, for, I healed myself for 20 hit points. Okay. And then I'm going to take out my sword and I'm going to move up to this stupid lightning creature. You can only move 20 feet and you move 25 feet. Except for when you take the mobility feet. Did you take the mobility feet? Yeah. That's why my movement speed is increased. But this might be anticlimactic because I might be wrong. But I think that I'm not affected by difficult terrain. I feel like I remember you saying that, actually. I remember thinking, this is stupid. You already are faster. When's this ever going to come up? My DM never uses difficult terrain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you use the dash action, difficult terrain doesn't cost you extra movement. Oh, interesting. But since you cast the spells, you move up five feet away from it? Yes. All right. It's Wendy's turn. Wendy, you are like... I'm pretty far away from it, I think. Yeah, how far away did Roger move? So I think I'm at least like 60 feet away. 60 feet over rough terrain. Yeah, I think I want to try and shoot it. Unless you tell me that in some way, shape, or form I can overcome my ability to not speak and take this necklace off to heal my friends. Nope. All right, well then I'm going to shoot it with my crossbow. You love that necklace. You think it makes you look great. And you've been thinking about how you just want to go redo your high school photos with this necklace on. I want to describe the necklace a little bit. It's like flat bars that are all like next to each other. They're like tiered when I would like some are yeah. longer than others. In yeah. which way are they next to each other? Oh, beside. How many flat bars? Like that, kind of. Sure. If you, oh man, I'm losing my mind. Describe it. <laughs> they lay flat on your body, and they go around they your. They like Glockenspiel bars. They go around your neck. They're kind of like Glockenspiel. Is bars. it like an upside down pipe organ that hangs from a chain? Oh, it could be like that. Like how pipe organs have like the long pipes in the middle. Oh, so there are different lengths of bars. They don't. I assume they're all the same. I asked that question already. No, you asked with a picture. I assume they're all. I asked first. Are they different lengths? She said, "Yeah, tiered." Oh yeah. This is why you love it so much because it really exemplifies who Wendy is spiritually. Do you feel like that doesn't exemplify Wendy spiritually? No, not at all. Well, I mean, Wendy might think that, but Nora thinks that's. a crock of bull. Well, also, if Wendy's covered in fur, all those little pieces stuck next to each other is going to pinch at fur and like pull it at it and like be annoying. Anyway, what are you doing on your turn? I shot at it and I got 13. Okay, are you moving closer? No, not when I shoot it. All right. 13 misses. Okay. And then I want to move. So I think that right now, like, Raj is in line with the monster and then 
the big guy is to the left and behind, and I'm to the right and behind a lot right now. Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay, so I want to move parallel to, like, Raj and the big guy towards the monster at 15 feet. What do you mean parallel to them? Like, rather than beelining towards the monster, I want to move parallel. She wants to sneak at a 45-degree angle. Yeah, you I want to go at a 45-degree angle. I don't want to go directly where you towards. stabbed it with a rapier. Yeah. All right, I got it. Then the beast moves five feet forward, and it bites at... I almost called you Sammy Stoneslinger. Cutting words! Thanks, man. Does a 13 hit you? Armor class? No. What's your armor class? 15. Okay. It misses. Roland runs up. He can't get... He has to, he has to dash to get to it. Does he at least go, like, flanking? Yeah, he's bit? on its, like, side. All right, Fearbolg. Am I within 60 feet of it? Yeah. I am going to pull out my shield just so it's out and ready. Got it. And I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on it again. As a third level spell. Okay. I'll whisper straight into your mind. Pure agony will send you running to hide. What's the saving throw? 15 wisdom. 20 damage. All right. It does not move away. Does that mean it took half damage? Yes. Or it reached the outer bounds of the map. Or it doesn't have a reaction. Or it doesn't, yeah, it could have been denied its reaction. Okay. Roger, I'm going to say, why don't you just go straight back to hell? As a bonus action, I use my bardic inspiration on myself. Since I'm a College of the Road bard who was trained by a fighter in advanced combat techniques having to do with dueling, and I attack it with my rapier. Met myself a warrior, he was spry and he was quick He gave to me this rapier and he taught me all its tricks A powerful attack is the best kind of defense And when I meet a foe, then they meet their bitter end For armor class 22 That is a hit And then I deal 15 damage And then I move slightly around it so that I'm on the opposite side directly from where Roland is. Okay. Windy! I am gonna try and shoot at it again. Okay. Eight. Right in Roland's eye. I'm gonna move 15 feet closer, too. All right. It tries to bite Roger again. Cutting words! It's biting me, you say? Seventeen armor class. Even after you heard the cutting words, though. I did hear the cutting words. Yeah, that hits me. Sorry, it was a waste. No, well, I'm not going to be upset with you. It deals you eighteen lightning damage. Yarg! I'm still up. Oh wait, actually, eighteen plus four, twenty-two damage. Are you still up? No, but I had exactly twenty-two hit points, and that's bullcrap that you got my hopes up. Does he turn white? All white? Even his hair? No, he doesn't. Yarg! I go down to zero hit points, and I say, I'll see you in hell. To who? 
The Lightning. Maybe Roland. Oh. Maybe Roland is up for interpretation. Then Roland attacks it. You missed. Fearbulk, it's your turn. Is it still within 60 feet of me? Yeah, it's in the same exact spot, actually. I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on it again. Okay. Oh, no. I guess I don't want to do that because I got to heal my buddy. Shit. Okay. I am where? I'm 60 feet? Within 60 feet? How far? More than 20? Yes, more than 20 feet. Okay, I'm going to throw my hand axe at it. Okay. It says I could throw it. Yeah. And I've been going to one of those places all the time that I'm not hanging out with these guys. In Millvale. In Millvale to like throw axes and practice. 19. That hits. Six damage. And I'm going to cast Healing Word as a bonus action on Raj. 11 (gasps) band-aids. That's the noise you make when you come back to life and you gasp all the air in. Just in time for your turn, Roger. I kip up. What does kip? That's when you lean back on your shoulders and then you do a reverse crunch real hard and you pop up onto your feet. He was practicing that word a couple times, I think, to make sure he got it. I've never heard him use it before today. I want to make you do an athletics check, but really it's the same as just standing up. So I don't see how I'm justified in doing that. But like, honestly, is it because you're afraid that I'm too cool? Yeah, do a nice legs check. 20. All right, you kip up. That's a nice eye roll from Nora. As he wastes his good rolls on kipping. Uh-huh. Instead. And then I attack one. I throw my bow No, 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 it. no. I would be foolish to attack now. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself as a third level spell and use my last bardic inspiration to make it bigger and baddier. If you've been hit, point me to the painful bit. By the power of this spell, I'll cure your wounds and make you well. And if you're nearby, I'll be your favorite guy. I'll heal you up quick with the secret For 26 hit points. Do you have any more actions you need to deal with? Nope. Quindy. I think that I might be close enough that I can move 15 feet and attack it. Do you agree with this assessment? No. After you move 15 feet, you'll be 10 feet away. Then I'm just going to stay where I am. I'm going to shoot at it again. Okay. I'm mad I can't use any of my spells. 15. That's a hit. 5 damage. All right. Did Roger move? He's still standing there? Still standing, baby. All right, bites him again. Good luck. Cutting words. Piercing and quick. My tongue with a flick will cut you right down. Does a 10 hit you? No. Way off. Then Roland swings at it. He missed again. It runs in the family. Like, apparently. <laughs> Fearbold. Uh, is it within 60 feet of me? Yes. I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers upon it. Okay. Glad I wrote this song for this arc. I'll whisper straight into your mind.
resist dissonant whispers. Two. 13 damage. I don't know what dissonant whispers looks like to everyone else. So what I think happens is the fear bulb just stands over there and kind of just whispers something really quietly. And then the lightning bolt just kind of like fizzles out and turns into little tiny. You know, like whenever like um, what I want to say is, you know, when cotton candy gets struck by lightning. But I feel like that doesn't actually make any sense because mainly the reason I feel like that is because that doesn't make any sense. Is it like in the early 90s, if you have a movie and lightning strikes like a circuit board or transformer? Yeah. And, you and then animate, little pieces yeah. of animated lightning crawl around. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like that. It kind of dissipates into like the nothingness of whatever. And then the lightning across the sky stops. And the sizzling noise that's been going on the whole time stops. I turn to Kemen and I say, You've done it, big guy! Now the world is free! Yeah, man. You got it. Alright, but seriously. You got it. Has anybody seen any relics or anything around here? I mean, you think we had time to look for that? We were too busy helping each other. Is everybody okay? Uh, I'm like half okay. Roland's like, I'm fine. I make the okay gesture with my hand. Like as a dog whistle? Wow. It's apparently a white power thing. They stole it. I say they and I mean like those jerks. I make a thumbs up gesture with my hand. That just means I went to the proctologist today. I go off and sulk in the corner. Roland's like, you know, I've been in a scrap or two. I felt pretty useless in that fight. I tried my best, but I missed it every time. You know, all you got to do is practice every day with a fighter on the road. Yeah, it's tough because you know what else you could do instead of practicing? Fish. Yeah, well, that's practicing fishing. Yeah, I'm, I'm real good at fishing. Yeah, I've seen you catch a lot of fish. Yeah. The other sad thing is I can't keep stabbing this thing and saying, like, it just kind of went away. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't really know why it died. Is uh, it gone? Yeah, it's gone forever. It just it decided to die? Yeah, it went back to the dream realm. I, I cast a spell on it that made its head hurt or whatever. Like a really quiet spell? Yeah, it's called Dissonant Whispers. What's it do? It makes your head hurt a lot. Just cast on him real quick, Sean. I don't want to. It might hurt you. Roland, you're not a baby, are you? Well, that lightning was pretty rough. Is it as bad as that lightning? Because, I, man, I don't... I don't killed the lightning. So it's tougher than lightning. Tougher than so lightning. So I don't want you to do it to me. Yeah. Dream Lancer, tougher than lightning. <laughs> well, Lance, your dreams. Hey there, BMT groupies. Happy October. This is pretty much my favorite month of the year because it has the lovely fall weather and my favorite holiday, Halloween. So I hope that you're out there getting some leaf peeping and pumpkin carving and fall fires in before the end of the year. In other news, I hope you've been enjoying the character art we've been putting out so far. We worked with Bracken and Bone, an artist based in Rochester, New York, to commission these character portraits and our band picture that you saw featured on Dresk Bits postcard. You will see more art published over the next three weeks on our social media, so make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Which reminds me, if you want to see the lovely artwork that Emily puts out each arc, make sure you head to our Patreon page and sign up for a $2, $5, or $10 per month patronage. We're currently sitting at 17 out of 20 patrons to reach our next goal of making pins, so get out there and help be the one to bring pins to all of our patrons. The gang also asked me to say sorry again for all the cicadas in this arc. Those buggers are loud. The next episode should not feature any, so hopefully your ears will thank us. That's all from me. Let's take you back to the action, in which I can't actually talk because I touched that dumb necklace like an idiot. Hope you're having a great fall, and we'll see you on the F arc. 
Uh, I am having an idea, but I don't want everyone to hate me for it. Okay, before your idea, I cast Cure Wounds. You said you're hurt, right? Yeah. On you as a second level spell. If you've been hit, point me to the painful bit. By the power of this spell, I'll cure your wounds and make you well. For 10 hit points. I look at Wendy and I cast Tasha's hideous laughter on her. Holy fuck. It's not supposed to hurt, right? Doesn't it just make her laugh forever? Have you ever laughed for like 10 minutes? Your whole I just want hurt. to take that thing off her and give her a choice, man. I want her to have a sane mind when she makes her choice. I don't think it hurts. If it hurts, I won't do it. I think it just incapacitates your foe by making them laugh, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you can take it back if you choose that you want to take it back, but... Yeah, so you can roll a saving throw if you want. Unlike when you put that necklace on. Yeah. No saving throw for that. I mean, wouldn't I want to make a saving throw? Yeah. It's a wisdom save. I have a 15 spell save. I got a 10. Hi. When do you start rolling on the ground, clutching your gut as you laugh uncontrollably, silently? Um, I try to get over to her and take off her necklace while she's giggling. Okay. I still think you have to grapple for it, but I think that she has to be disadvantaged for sure. Is that a strength check? Yeah, do a strength Is check. Is there any way for me to help the big guy? Yeah, you can help and you just add two to the big guys. I 21. Wow. That ain't bad. It was the giggling. I got a 20. All right, you rip the necklace off. She continues laughing out loud, uncontrollably. I shove the necklace into my backpack like as far as I can. And then I put my backpack on, and then I cancel the spell. Okay. I'm like, hey, Wendy, what's up? Oh, <laughs> Whew. my abs hurt. Yeah, Um, I want to talk to you about something. Okay. We brought you here today because we all care about you. So, do you remember a little while ago, before you heard that super hilarious joke that I told, when you couldn't talk? Do I do I remember everything that happened to me, DM? Yeah, you remember what happened when you were wearing a necklace. And in fact, you miss it incredibly. And you're like very, very sad that your favorite necklace is gone. And you are feeling like depressed and upset about it. I fucking hate this necklace. <laughs> no, you love this necklace. That was Nora talking. You also know that the fear woke took it off of you and you want it back. Oh my god. This is hard because I actually have to role play. Yeah, I remember. You, you took my necklace away from me. Yeah. I want it back. Okay, well, I gave it away. Call him a name. You butthead. All right. Wow. Uh, those, words, those words, are they sting a little, but they sting a little less knowing that I could hear them. So let's go figure out what else is going on no then. i want my necklace back i miss it yeah maybe i we'll, have to have it maybe we'll find it you know like uh i gave it to some goblin they ran away and i need i need well, it what to are have some it physical back, descriptions of this guy the goblin mind he was like goblin sized and like red and he said he was going back to the king because the king is looking for a necklace that looked like that so you mean galrock 
No, then Galrock took it. No, no, no. Um, it was another one. There were like they sent more after us, and you mystics, you were laughing so. I think hard. you should roll a perception check because there's almost no way. Like you got to beat her in like some sort of sleight of hand because she knows you took it and she knows you put it in your backpack. You just did it. She was just rolling on the ground laughing. She wasn't like unconscious or unaware. Okay, so what do I roll? I, I, she basically saw you put it in your what backpack. What if we say sleight of hand to see if I did it fast, like sneakily? All right. 10. 22. All right. You know it's in Kevin's backpack. I saw you put it in your backpack, big guy. Give it to me. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. And, and then I say go. he passed it to Roland, who I think is on the other side of like a different direction from the big guy. And then I steal it out of the backpack of the big guy. You got to try to do a slight ahead to beat her perception. Roland's like, oh, I, I didn't do a good job. Roland's like, I would just give it to you if I had it. I don't care. All right, I got a 12. I rolled really poorly. I'm sorry. 18. All right, you see Roger take it out of the backpack. You tuck it into my pocket. Raj, I saw you take that. Give it back to me. Take what? My necklace. And then I'm like, what? And I hold my hand up to my ear. And then I'm like, oh, we got to go. And then I start going towards the center. Because we still need to find wherever the fuck was here, right? Yeah, I don't know. Roland's like, do we need that goblin body? Oh, who is that? I am, Is it a buried or something? No, it's the one that I talked to earlier. The two heads. Oh, didn't we try to take something off it that was, like, meaningful? Yeah, but there was nothing. We just got some charred skin, right? Oh, maybe there's, like, a thing in the top of the temple when we get up there. All right, we keep going. Is there any... We searched around down here. Is there anything down here? This is a barren wasteland of awful, craggy ground, and there's that pillar with that button on it, and that circle, and that's it. And it looks like it just goes off forever. I push that button. You all get on a thing and push the button? Yeah, unless you want us to have a big fight with Wendy, because it seems reasonable that Wendy wouldn't drop it. I don't know why. All right, yeah, you push the button, and you start going on the elevator right up. Wait, I run and grab my hand axe first. Okay. And then I run back, because I need that. Wendy, you're really thinking about that necklace right now and how great it looked on you? Yeah, but if I'm still myself enough, I would wait for an opportunity to steal it back from Raj. Because, like... I know that they're just being obtuse, so I'll just, like, play along and be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, and then try and steal it when we're camping or something. All right. So I appear to drop it, and I stand between them in this weird elevator. All right. You ride the elevator. With Lars. The reality slowly fades from this bizarre, barren wasteland into this elevator shaft that you're in, and you come up to the top, and where the button was... The button dematerializes, and instead its place is a wand that looks like a microphone on one end. It's like, except for it's like, you know those awful game show microphones from the 70s? They're like the little tiny, it's like a two foot, like foot and a half long stick with a little like ball <laughs> on the end of it. Uh, what are those called? Interview microphones. Yeah, is that what called. that's called? It's one of those microphones. And all of the glass just kind of dematerializes and, like, vanishes into the ether. You want to carry that? Who wants to carry this one? I mean, it seems like I should since I'm the singer in the band. I reach out and grab I it. Don't, okay, I'm nervous about it. I'm nervous about you having a thing. Because the last time you had a thing... It was a beautiful necklace. It ruined you. Uh-huh. Yep, sure. Exactly what you said. It was beautiful <laughs> And it ruined you. So you see Knuckles and Kana and Johnny Necrotic and Gullrock and Utan Farseer. 
And they're like, so how'd it go? Uh, we took care of the monster, but then... Garrog's like, all right, did you see Balalan? We did, and they... He, they... We don't know if that's to be bold. Let's go with that. It's questionable in goblin culture. They are... We have a separate pronoun for them that doesn't translate to... Inganalian. Okay, they are no longer with us. The lightning monster killed them before we got there. That's a dirty shame. They were very strong in battle. They killed many, many humans. Well, I didn't And us, elves. If it's any consolation, their favorite color was green. I did know that. But we so don't know if it's like a lime green or a Kelly green or like a we'll forest green. If they had time to tell you that their favorite color was green, then they must have fought beside you and died valiantly in battle. Deception. <laughs> 22. What do you say? Of course, brother. And then we clasp forearms. All right. Knuckles is like, what about Sally? You found Sally? No. No, we didn't see hide nor tail or whisker. Well, where's, nor should say. Well, where's Sally? I don't know. Which temple did she go to? I don't know. We all split up because it makes sense in mystery shows. You shouldn't split up. Maybe Sally abandoned the band and went back home. What? We didn't see any other people. Wait, what is she playing? Living or dead. Is the she guitar. the lead singer? No, she's the bass player. player. The bass. Oh, okay. Could she the have bass taken... guitar. That's why I said that. Could she have taken the pick, you know, from that other place and then left her friends? Would she have done that? She wouldn't have left Johnny. She's in love with Johnny. That's not on true. and off for twelve years. Do you have a way to contact her? Like, no. Can you send her a message? No. We don't. I don't. Can't cast magic. Uh, how about you, Rod? Do you want to send her a message? Oh yeah, sure. I cast message and I point in a random direction. I'm like, <laughs> hey, are you Sally? <laughs> I forgot you didn't know like, where they are. No. No. <laughs> it's not Sally. <laughs> Well, Galarok is like, well, if all four temples are destroyed, then our quest is complete. And I must take Uton back to the elders and see if some of our magic can restore his soul. Okay. But remember this. All four temples were defeated through the use of love and acceptance and not through the use of violence and xenophobia. I thought you said you killed that monster. Okay. Also, we did kill that monster. We loved it to death. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, when you're really good friends with somebody, you make fun of them a little. That's what killed it. Also, you don't know how one of them was solved. And it looks like it was solved by stealing the souls of my friends. Okay. Oh, wait, we got to find that old man on the mountain. Build the beltway, and then people will stop attacking the goblins. He's got a good point. And then you don't have to attack them back. So I got to build a beltway so I don't get attacked? Why don't people just not come into my nation and murder my people? Don't you think that makes more sense? Okay, well, like, you're born into the world, and the world exists. And it's your choice whether you're going to be proactive or reactive. And at this reactive. point... What you're trying to say is you'd prefer a future that only entails eternal violence over the idea of working together as a culture to keep millions of goblins alive. Yeah. Violence is better. All right. Well, that's your that's your that's your deal, man. Well, seeing as how these temple sites are apparently exceptionally dangerous and they get struck with lightning on the rig. I think it's unsafe that we set up camp here. We gotta find that old man. Well, I have to get back to the Euler Town. Let's set up camp. All right, you head back to Euler Town, and we'll set up camp right here. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Galrock heads off in the distance with his soulless goblin friend. 
Knuckles is like, so we're setting up camp here? Yeah, man. You want to keep first watch? Sure. Uh, I think I should take first watch. Okay, Wendy can take first watch. And I'll cast Lehman's Tiny Hut as long as it's a ritual spell, which I think it is. While I'm taking first watch, I want to look for the necklace. Knuckles says, are you guys sure you don't want to find a better, safer place? Fine, we'll move like 20. Uh, Where do you think we should go? I don't know. These are like, this is a pretty open area. We should find something with like a little bit of safety. We could find like a crag or something to like sneak in. Maybe at least we have cover. Okay. In case there's like raiding parties or an onk egg. Okay. Let's do that. All right. We go look for some place. All right. You wander for a very short amount of time, I'd say. And you see between these two peaks, this enormous ocean-going vessel stuck in the mountain. Like way high above sea level. Yeah. What time of day is it? It's getting close to nighttime. I point it out to everyone. Okay. They go, should we go there? to? You want to camp on the boat? Mm, I don't know. Do you think that it's like... Safe? Roll a perception check. 23. 15. 6. You notice an old man in a brown cloak hiding among some of the rocks nearby. Like not next to the ship, like near us? Wendy doesn't notice him. Not next to the ship, near us? Between them. Closer to you. I try to wink at the bass player. I nod that upward nod that's like, oh, I see. All right, well, yeah, let's just get down to the ship. Yeah. And then we start walking until we're past them, and then we're going to double back on them, is what I think that we've communicated. Okay. And we'll find out what happens. So you guys are passing him and doubling back? Yeah, we're sneaking up on them. All right, roll a stealth check. Did anybody tell me that they saw the guy? Cause nope. No. So do I know to sneak? Oh, I feel like we, we should have said something about Then a say something. Okay, we nod. I whisper, Wendy, the old man is in front of us. So we're going to sneak. Oh, okay. Unless you want someone to be invisible. I can make one of us invisible. I'm pretty good at sneaking. Do you want to be invisible sneaking? I mean, I think you should make him invisible. You're going to make anybody invisible. That Raj guy. Do you want to be invisible? I don't care. But I feel like this conversation is taking so long that that old man's going to get away. <laughs> okay. I got an 11. 16. 7. All right, you walk up until you think that he's not watching anymore, and then you double back, and then you come around this one big boulder, and then you just run face first into him, and he goes, hi. Uh, hi. 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 Uh, hi there. How's it going? Who are you that you live out here on a boat? I'm the old man of the mountain. We've been sent to destroy you. Do you have, like, a destroy name? Destroy me? Why? The goblins are mad at you. I give people free stuff. Because you cursed our friend Wendy and now she can't speak, right, Wendy? No, I I can speak. She I can always speak. Like she can speak. Uh like what stuff do you give to people? Uh well it's this big trick because you're supposed to be like, Oh, we get wishes granted, but then really, I just proved to you that the journey was what was important and that you always had it in your heart. And that you thought you were a coward, but you stood up for what you believed in. And you thought that you weren't smart, but you came up with the plan. And the three of you, you think you're no good at rock and roll just because some chump told you that. But the truth is, you guys are awesome at rock and roll. Yeah. And anybody named Gene is stupid. <laughs> but also, I'll make all your musical instruments magical. And then Ooh. it'll give you plus one on your performance checks. Oh, yeah. And it'll take the curse off this necklace that I pull out of my pocket. 
Hey, that's mine. I tried to snag it. All right, roll I'd a snag check. Try not to let her snag it. 20. Five. Yeah, she snatches it off of you. I try to attack her so she can't put it on. Just like a tackle, not a hurt. Oh, dude, she like put it on real quick. I don't, do I want to put it on right oh, away? you need it. Okay, I put it on. Yes. He goes, oh, uh, yeah, I can uncurse that. That's no problem. Okay, oh, can yeah. you do it while she's wearing it? Because I f- didn't think all the way through. Yeah, no problem. Do you mind if I uh, touch your necklace? You can keep wearing it and everything. Say no if you want him to not touch your necklace. I think I'm okay with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I say, I shrug my shoulders. He casts a spell, and then uh, you feel slightly less in love with the necklace. And you feel like the fact that it makes it so you can't talk is probably a downside. Okay. Can I try and talk now? You can try and talk. Does it? Can you guys hear me now? You don't say any words. Oh, okay. I take the necklace off. All right. You can talk now. Ah, that necklace was definitely cursed. I just wanted to keep wearing it forever. I mean, it could still be useful in some situations. Yeah, what if we get a prisoner and we want to make him shut up? Yeah, or if, like, Raj is being annoying. Yeah. Or if he's snoring, it'll be perfect. Oh. Or we're keeping it around. And then Roland hears all the commotion, and he comes over, and he's like, you the old man of the mountain? And he's like, I, yeah, I am. I don't know why people call me that, because, like, I have a name. And Roland's like, do you grant wishes? And he's like, the dream was always in your heart. And Roland's like, I need to find the golden salmon. And he's like... All right, listen. And he walks over and he whispers something into Roland's ear. And he's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I swear to God. And he's like, all right. And then Roland's like, hey, guys, it was great meeting you, but I got to get out of here. You guys are awesome. Good luck with being famous and stuff. We'll see you. Bye. Bye, Roland. Great to know you and murder things with you. And then he tears off down the mountain. What did you tell him? Yeah, what did you, what secret did you say? I told him where the golden salmon is. Oh. Well, how come you won't tell us? What does the golden salmon do? You don't truly desire the golden salmon in your heart. That's true. But what does it do once you get it? It'll grant like certain wishes oh, okay. that aren't that powerful. Okay. Sounds right. Um, I think we should definitely take you up on that instrument enchanting thing. That sounded great. Yeah, let's do it. The thing is, it's always been a fabrication of your own mind. And when he says that, you look up at the boat and... It's like in the shadow whenever that place that's not a building turns into a building with like wavy effect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's not actually this wrecked boat from ancient times with tattered and rotting sails and holes in it. But it's actually this huge lit up party boat with working sails and giant propellers and lights all over it. And there's like music coming from it. And it's like loud. And you see there's like tons of people on it. And he's like... We just party all the time up here on the Mountain of Fame. Mm. Come on and join us. You kidding me? This whole time we could have been up here partying? Problem is, all the shrines are dead, so there's no point in being up here because goblins are going to keep killing people. Bridge is down. Well, people can't get up here if the bridge is down, right? So that'll help with the killing. It's a true story. RX from the Fumari people came and had a heart-to-heart with me and said maybe... Mountain of Fame's not working out. We should maybe cancel the whole thing. They used to do the gatekeeping for me, so I think it's time to go. We had our stay on the Mountain of Fame. We should just go be a wandering party bus. Do you want, like, a going away show? Yeah, you guys come on and play a show for everybody. They love rock and roll up here. They all came up here because they were into rock and roll for the Mountain of Fame anyway. Well, before we get real carried away, we do have this other party that came up with us, and they have this member who's kind of like in a coma. 
Oh, and they're missing a shit stain. Yeah. Oh, I can check. I can check them out and see what's up. Are they still with us? I don't know. Did they leave? Well, I assumed when you snuck up on them, that you walked away. That's why I had to have Roland overhear you. Okay. But he goes back and he sees Knuckles and Khan holding up Johnny Necrotic, and he's like, "Oh, this is bad. He had his soul trapped. I don't have the ability to fix this, but I know where it does. So we gotta get on the boat and let's head out of here." There was one more thing that I wanted to do first. What was it? Get our instruments. And he's going to identify our... Yeah, I wanted to ask him about that guitar pedal and the... And the microphone. And the microphone. Oh, yeah. The microphone is a magic wand, and it can cast prestidigitation. Is prestidigitation a cantrip? It can just cast it, like... It's got, like, four charges that recharge every day. And it casts prestidigitation, and it'll give you a plus one to perform check when you use it. But doesn't stack with the instrument. What about the sweet fuzz pedal? Yeah. Same thing. Doesn't cast press digitation. It gives you a plus one to your perform check. I really, this was a, a poor plan because I thought that the artifacts were going to do that. And I just told you that he can do that. It's really embarrassing. Retcon? Well, what if the pedal stacks? The pedal can stack with your instrument so one person can get a plus two on their perform check. Do you want the fuzz pedal, man? No, I'll just steal the guitar pick once we get it. Well, if we don't get it. Oh, the, you guys can trade off. You can take turns. The pick of intensity. Yeah. I did feel that it was recently removed from its shrine. Yeah, we don't know where it went to. I think Johnny Necrotic ate it. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's why he doesn't have a soul anymore. Was it a soul trap? No. Do you think we just missed it? Should we go back to the shrine and check it out? No. Okay. All right. All my questions have been answered. I'm ready to get on this party bus. Wait, what about, what does that necklace do besides make you mute? That's all it does. Okay. Well, could you make my uh, shepherd's crook a plus one? And then Lars runs up and snugs with um, the fear bulg's legs. And he goes, who's this little guy? Oh, this is Lars. He's our buddy. He's a really snuggly guy. Aw. He's our drummer. He's your drummer? Yeah. yeah. Does he count you guys in? Hell yeah. What languages does he speak? I don't know. He doesn't talk to us. Are you trying to tell me he doesn't speak languages? Do you have any experience with animal training? Then he reaches in his cloak and he pulls out this, you know those hats that are like in wedges that are all different colors? Like there's like a blue and then a yellow, then a red, then a green, then a white. And there's a propeller? And there's a propeller on top. Yeah. And he puts that on Lars' head and Lars goes... Oh, how's it going? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Oh, how's it going? Take it off. How's it going? Take it off. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. Hey, Wendy, can I see that necklace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here you go. All right, put that around, Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I pat him on the head and I say, way to go, guy. And he rubs up against the fear bolt. And I take off the necklace. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey buddy. Hey, hey. Hey, you could be our friend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you stay with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotta listen more. Uh, you gotta listen more. Sometimes you run away and it's not okay. It's okay. You do what you want. Yeah. No gods, no masters. Everybody gets on the boat. And then the old man of the mountain says, Welcome to the Faint Rider. And then he points at this dude that's like up on the balcony or whatever. And he's like, Take it away! And he pulls like a bunch of levers and stuff. And then the propellers speed up in the ship slowly creaks as it lifts off of the mountain and sails off into the night. Is Sally Shitstain on here? You didn't see her. Wait, what happened? To, what about Sally, Sally Shitstain? Uh, do you know where she is? Yeah, she's a Triton. Do you know where she is? No, we thought maybe she made it to this boat. I haven't seen her. Oh. 
Uh, we gotta drop off the rest of Death Saves so they can find her. Knuckles is like, well, what if we fix Johnny and we come back for her? Okay, it's your band, man. Well, I can't abandon Johnny. Okay, whatever you guys need, you All know? Right. If you guys take Johnny to where he said he's gonna get his soul fixed, we'll go find Sally, and okay. then you come back and yeah. you get us. We'll meet yeah, you we'll here. meet you in Dressbit. Okay. Connor and Knuckles get off the boat. Right on. They go looking for Sally Shatstein, and they leave Johnny Necrotic with Dream Lancer. Oh, yeah. And then the old man of the mountain says, well, since it's your first night here, you guys want to play a show? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And since we're at 10,000 feet, we can be as loud as we want, baby. Where do we perform at? Like the deck is basically like a stage, right? Or like yeah. There's like one part of the deck that's higher. You can just be there. And there's the big flat part of the deck. And everybody's drinking and partying. And there's... Big crowd? Disco lights. Yeah, big Is crowd. there a swimming pool? Yeah, and a swimming pool. And a hot nice. tub? And a hot tub. And a time machine. No time machine. Is it available for us to find some swimsuits to wear? Yeah. Yeah. We get some good looking Pool ones. Party time. I wear real short ones. Bringing it back. Like, remember I like said the, the Beach Boys used to wear. You remember know? I said there's the beach episode? This is the beach episode. Nice. Then you guys play your show. And Lars counts it in. One, two, three, four. Catch the golden salmon He'll grant us each one wish We can all be famous We could all be filthy rich You could have that plus one weapon You could even be king When I was just a youngling foxkin my papa always told me That wishes come from fishes So set out on your quest Always wear your options And try to do your best Giving up for gooses So hang on till the end Be kind to everybody And it'll pay out dividends If I caught the fish of fortune I'd still travel this whole world But I'd rest myself in splendor In my litter made of gold From behind my silken curtain I can peer at all my fans I can copy all the cool ones while I rock out with my band Wishes come from fishes So set out on your quest Always weigh your options And try to do your best Giving up for gooses So hang on till the end Be kind to everybody It'll pay off dividends Fish. I'll reluctantly use a wish. Some 
have set out on your quest Always weigh your options and try to do your best Giving up for gooses, so hang on till the end Be kind to everybody and it'll pay off dividends for another day. show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.
Com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.